0: All right, welcome to this week's episode of Call, Call Your, Your Daughter.
1: Daughter. I'm Tanya.
0: And I'm Michelle, as usual. And, and this, this week's week we're gonna- episode <laughs> is Polly. <laughs> but not Polly Pocket, but Polly Amory. Polly Amory. Yeah, we're going to get into kind of the details of that and why it's relevant and what we've been encountering in our queer community. And our personal stories with it. Yeah, and, and pop culture and... What we're encountering online and dating and word, <laughs> yeah and some jealousy that might come with it and yeah so we're gonna kind of get into what it is because we've actually had some questions on it from our peers we've actually seen it in pop culture and so and we've had friends that you know
1: are starting are, are, they're at the point they're like oh like We're kind of exclusive, not really. Mm. Like maybe it'll be a bit of a throuple situation. Mm -hmm. So, or a friend that like,
0: or a friend that broke some rules in a poly relationship, (laughs) (laughs) it caused some serious poly drama. But yeah, we have that too. So I did a little bit of googling as per my nerdiness, and basically. Um, polyamory is defined as a desire for intimate relationships with more than one person, which is consensual, ethical, responsible, and non-monogamy. And I kind of laugh at this because while I'm swiping on Tinder, you see all these ethical non-monogamous people, or... That's my favorite saying. Yeah. It's like, I'm in an ethical, <laughs> non-monogamous relationship. And I'm like... Doesn't just mean you okay want to fuck then. around. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like <laughs> Actually, there was like a meme that I thought was hilarious. I mm-hmm. saw it the other day. I think I might have sent it to you. It was like, um... Someone saying, oh, I'm in a long distance, (laughs) (laughs) non-monogamous relationship. And then the meme was, yeah, I'm single too.
0: Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty fucking accurate. So... I've actually uh, went in and I was like, okay, like, how do we kind of dissect this further? So I looked into what hierarchical polyamory is. And this is what I've actually encountered amongst our friends and our peer Mm -hmm. group and other people. And this is multiple simultaneous consensual relationships. But there's a ranking system among the sexual relationships. (laughs) (laughs) There's also monogamish. We have to talk about that. Yeah, that will be our fourth one. And so with this, though... at the top, as per our last episodes mm-hmm. the tops. <laughs> there's actually a person's primary is the top in a hierarchical polyamory sitch. I actually and read a whole book on polyamory. You did? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. What do you... Do you have any thoughts on that part?
1: Um, I just kind of read it
0: because
1: it was just kind of relevant and it was mm-hmm. just a random book that I, I got from Glad Day. I just wanted to support them. Cool. Um, and it was basically... Um, this guy who was writing it from his perspective mm-hmm. and he was married to a woman mm-hmm. and they ended up having, they were supposed to be like the starters of the whole poly,
0: polyfront. Okay. So like the movement of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And they were like big in the movement and then they started off having, um, like veto power, which yes. basically means, um, that if you're not comfortable with your partner sleeping with someone, you're allowed to tell them, I'm, 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 you're not allowed to sleep with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was their journey through that. And then they were huge, like they used to go online and basically like say how veto power is amazing and whatever, whatever, but they never actually used it with each other. Mm. And then one day he like really fell for this other woman and um his wife felt threatened and decided to use the veto power. Mm. And through that and he 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 went by their rules and uh he no longer was sleeping with that woman. But then... His heart would have been broken. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. My gay heart, I just feel for it. They wanted to redo the entire rules where now you no longer have veto power. Mm -hmm. And um, so then they started entering it that way. But in the the end, their relationship deteriorated
0: yeah and we'll get into kind of the differences Mm -hmm. there because as we're speaking of the top is the the person's primary so Mm -hmm. basically that's not mostly like someone who's your nesting partner where you're living together you're sharing resources you're making decisions as a couple together you're spending most of your time with that person too and then just like tanya's saying that primary person gets the right to vote with their veto and they can like basically demand that a primary's relationship ends with someone else um and basically It's kind of, like, this ultimate display of, like, power over the secondary. And that's exactly what he was writing in his book. He was, like,
1: um, at first he thought that was a great, like, Mm -hmm. veto power was a great thing to have. And Mm -hmm. then he was, like, it's actually not respectful to the person that you're kind of bringing in. Because you're basically always saying that they're underneath and always under your partner's control. Because they can always use the veto power to say... You're no longer allowed to sleep with my, my partner. Yeah.
0: And then also at the same time, like the way that I look at it is like we talk about jealousy amongst our friends groups and different situations that play out. Mm-hmm. I see the veto power as someone being fucking jealous and being like, uh, no, not that person because they're feeling threatened. And if you're really open in a poly way, why the fuck would you veto someone who's going to make your primary person happy? And if you're going to, and if you're actually in that situation. But wait, though. (laughs) So we have to define the other ones before we get too much into that, though. So the non-hierarchical polyamory that we're talking about, though, is where there's no extra influence on a person's relationships within that dynamic. And then there's no veto power and that there's no extra privileges, Mm -hmm. even if you do live with a person. Okay. And the kind of poly people I've encountered, like, there's always rules. And so, like, in terms of... I think
1: that's the mainstream, like, norm. Yeah. The hierarchical And one. also makes people feel a bit more comfortable. Or in control, Even maybe. though I'm not necessarily sure that someone should feel comfortable. If you're entering a polyamorous relationship, by mm. default, you're giving up a bit of security because, like, you can make all these rules, but you can never really control Mm-mm. how your partner is
0: going to feel oh God, about yeah. something they're sleeping with. Yeah, you can only ever control yourself. And also, mm-hmm. at the same time, like, the way I look at it, because I think a few weekends ago, I was out with... Our mutual friend and we the bar, and we had. <laughs> we should really
1: ask her for permission to say her name. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, she's.
0: Yeah, I don't think she'd mind. But we were out at the bar, and we invited someone out, and she was one of those polyamorous people. And I actually don't know this story. No, and know. yeah, we were yeah, some fun, and so basically, we were out at the bar, and we were asking her some questions. Um, towards the end of the night, I was like, okay been wanting to ask her some questions about this because I've never been in like a fully formalized polyamory <laughs> situation oh I do
1: know this story this is yeah the bra, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. and
0: so I was sitting there and I just kind of looked at her and I was like hey I was like I've always been curious and you know we can read it on blogs we can hear and you know passe gossip or different things but I just would love your opinion mm-hmm. and I said you know like what really you know sparked you to want to get into polyamory and open your relationship as such and she looked at me and she was like you know it actually wasn't my decision. It was her for partner. Yeah. And so that's what I find is that there'll be one partner that wants to open up. And then the other one will either love the other partner or want to make it work. So they're open to kind of dipping their toes in the poly pool. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?
1: I 100% because. Because yeah, um, can you relate, Tanya? 100%. So that's what I was just supposed to say. So yeah. in my own experiences, like, I, I don't know if I was necessarily in a poly relationship because this was mm. over a decade ago. I was like 18 years old. And, um, my partner at the time, she wanted to, um, be in an open relationship. And Mm -hmm. I remember like in the very beginning, I was like, no. And she was like, well, you know, like, you know, her friends were doing it and whatever. And I was just like, but if you love me, Mm -hmm. then why am I not enough? And I remember being really upset, being like, you know, if you want to be with me and you say that you love me, why do you feel the need to be with other people but it was something that she really wanted, so I agreed, and
0: I did it for her originally. But wait, though. So did she tell you why she wanted it, though? Besides just, the fact that people around her were doing it, what was her intention? Because I find intention She has, everything. She never
1: tried it at the time, and she kind of – I think she was just of the mindset that it might be a more
0: – Like more is better kind of thing? Or? Uh, no, not
1: necessarily more is better, but like, mm. you know, I, I don't know. I okay. have to ask her. Maybe okay. I'll do a follow-up. Yeah, um, that's cool. I think she just kind of thought it might be the way to go mm. and like something that she really wanted to try okay. and she so, thought like there would be – so like
0: – So you opened the relationship up. We did, but we never then... defined if it
1: was – like what's the difference between an open relationship and a polyamorous relationship? At the time, we didn't have that discussion. Mm. All we discussed with was that there was going to be two rules. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have to remember the time frame. This is like first year university for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and at first, I didn't, I didn't want it. Yeah. But then we entered it. And her rule was, we're in this open relationship, but if one of us has sex with someone, we have to tell each other before we did that. Mm. So like even right before, like sending a text, being like, "Hey, I'm about to hook up with."
0: So like full disclosure, essentially. Yeah. Okay. And
1: then. At the time, I was like, okay, you know what? If I'm going to be in this open relationship anyway, there was this girl in one of my classes Mm -hmm. that I thought was super cute. Okay. And I was like, fuck, if if I'm going to be open, I want the opportunity to get to know this girl. And I do not want my partner being like, I only want you to sleep with her one or two times. I didn't want Mm. her to be able to be like, So my rule was, fine, if we're going to be in this open relationship, then we can sleep with whoever we want as many times as we want. Oh, no, rinse and repeat. Oh, no. And (laughs) and we're not allowed to tell each other no. So there's Uh no veto power. So non-hierarchical, So those were our two rules. No veto power, and we have to tell each other first, and we're allowed to sleep with whoever we want as Mm. many times as we want. But
0: wait, though, were there any rules about where? Because the girl that uh, my mutual friend and I were at the bar with, um, she explained that her rule was – Uh, We just couldn't in her bed. Oh, no. That she shared with her partner. We literally brought
1: people over. We'd slept with whoever we wanted on the couch. We've kicked each other out of the bed. Oh, no. (laughs) There were no rules at all, all, except we had to tell each other first. And interestingly enough, that rule kept being broken, Mm. not by me, but Mm -hmm. by my partner. Mm. She kept, like, not telling me. And then her reason was always the same. She's like, well... I mean, she's like, how do you know you're about to sleep with someone until you actually do? And are you supposed to tell them, hold on, I have to go – I have to, like, leave you for a sec. I have to go call my girlfriend to let her know that I'm about to hook up with you. And I'm like, well, I do that for you. Yeah, it's too ashamed. And then she's like, well, she's like, I'm not you. And I'm like, it's called mm-hmm. having the respect because, yeah. like, sometimes you we just wouldn't come home, right? Yeah. So, um, so I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm like, if you're not going to – tell me mm. that you're going to sleep with someone first and I don't have to do that to you. And she's like, OK, that's fine. So mm-hmm. now we were down to one rule. And mm. the only rule was there's no veto power and you're allowed to do it ever you wanted. So it's just like a as many times as you want. So at that
0: point, it sounds like it was just like a total free for all. Yes. It, 100% and the thing is, is, like, if I was, because I'm just gonna have empathy in the situation, like, if I was in your position and I was gonna go hook up with somebody and I had a primary at home, you know, it doesn't take long to fire like a 10 second message No, to but be she like, wouldn't.
1: And then so yeah. I wouldn't. So literally, there would be like, let's say a Saturday night that mm-hmm. one of us, just wouldn't come home.
0: Oh, no. And then you'd find out the
1: next day while I was sleeping with someone. So,
0: okay, because that's all that we were allowed to say was okay. Did that create, like, jealousy that was overt or covert? Um, or No, no. We, we were together or?
1: for three years in an open relationship. But you yeah. can be
0: together for three years. But did that affect Never. your dynamics in terms of how you interacted with one another when that was occurring? Um, that's what I'm kind of no, getting
1: at. No, no, actually, it didn't. Mm. Um, we were totally fine with it. We had a few threesomes together. Yeah. Um... She slept with an ex. That was the one time I was like,
0: Ooh. Yeah, the but I feelings. couldn't say anything.
1: And then she brought the ex literally in our bed, no. and I was sleeping oh. on the couch. And that to me, I, I was like, okay, oh. that's like crossing a line. Yeah. But it wasn't against our rules. No. And then the I brought yeah. over a girl that she actually wanted, but the girl didn't want oh, her. Oh no. And then I, and Ooh. you know, and then we were sleeping together, and she couldn't say anything. Oh my god. Wait. So sometimes we got jealous that the other person had the person that we wanted, but couldn't have. Oh my god. And we'd I would have
0: those conversations. Oh my god, my gay heart. I feel like I need to go get my ukulele. Oh. And like, <laughs> oh my god it's epic okay. okay today um i there's no way
1: i would enter a polyamorous relationship or an open relationship i'm not even okay with threesomes mm. um it's not something i'm looking for it's not something i desire no and it's not something i can handle i think it was maybe because back then i was just like young and i was like no not kidding. really caring about the future i was like this is me enjoying myself right now mm-hmm. and now like i'm at a very different point in my life i sure. will not enter a relationship with someone if i don't think that there's a potential for the future. Yeah. And i'm not okay with seeing them with someone else and mm-hmm. i don't want to be with someone else. So I'm, I'm actually very monogamous. Yeah. But um it was an experience that i mm-hmm. had. I don't regret it. It yeah. was fun. But i think i also wasn't jealous because i think emotionally i didn't even really realize it until my next relationship after her. Mm-hmm. That was monogamous. Mm-hmm. I don't think i i think i put up a barrier where I wasn't actually even allowing myself to totally love her or uh, fall because we were knew. with other people, like yeah. both of us. And one of the – and we're really good friends to this day. Oh, Like, she's of course. one of my best friends. Oh, she's met awesome. Her. Yeah, I've met her too. And um, one of the saddest things she's actually said to me once was, she's like, you know, she's like – this is with my last ex. She's like, yeah. yeah. she's And she kept saying you, you didn't – I wasn't falling. And she was, you're not happy. And I'm like, how do you know? She can tell. And, and And I was like, I'm like, how do you know? And she's like, because. She's like, I've seen you happy. Mm. She's like, with – and she she mentioned the the name of yeah she goes she goes you loved her she's like Mm -hmm. you were happy and Mm -hmm. she was like and honestly and and it was one of the saddest things anyone's ever said to me she's like that's how i knew that you never loved me oh my god she's like because i saw what
0: you are like when you're happy
1: and that wasn't with me
0: but also what you are like when you're loved the right way that you need yeah and like your best self comes out and things like that and And,
1: and she was like yeah that wasn't me and she wasn't that actually like
0: Mm -hmm. helped
1: her kind of move on because she actually wanted to get back together afterwards Mm -hmm. but she goes to see how you are she was when you actually love Mm -hmm. she was like she realized that I never did
0: oh yeah it sets your soul on fire and the thing is is like some people in poly you know situations that's their you know ten of cups that's their total um fulfillment emotionally romantically what have Mm -hmm. you but in terms of the two of us speaking from our perspectives it's one of those things that like uh, I cared about her and I thought yeah. I loved her at the time but, but the I depth, don't think I knew the depth of connection yeah I yeah. don't think
1: I could have allowed myself to yeah. totally let go and fall when you
0: yeah. could feel it from your tips, when your tonight your tips we to your fingers to your tips to your but tomorrow who knows yeah. yeah in terms of permanence and what have you and you know what, for me, like, again, naive and whatever, and that's okay. And, <laughs> but when I went back out into the whole dating world, I was honestly, I know we've spoken about this before, but I was definitely pretty fucking shocked at the amount of people who are poly within the millennial generation. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, as a it's sociologist, a yeah, but like, as a sociologist sitting there, I was like, okay, why? And like, what is the why behind it? And so just as I was at the bar speaking to that person that was, that we invited out with us that <laughs> night, <laughs> it was it was more like I would love that firsthand kind of feedback and perspective of people who go through it. And that's why I love your story so much because you're able to kind of, you know, move through it. Mm-hmm. And then so when we get into the next level of things, so we have the non-hierarchical, and then we're going to get into thruples. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why thruples is kind of like the third part to this is that People assume that throuples are poly, but I see it as kind of separate from poly. What do you think? And what um, do you think I think it is poly
1: because to me it's like if if a relationship is – but maybe I have a very conservative view, so this mm-hmm. is just me. Um, I think if you're adding anyone
0: mm-hmm.
1: to a two-person dynamic, mm-hmm. I mean, you can call it whatever you want, but you're basically in a polyamorous relationship or an open relationship or you're adding a third person. I guess you can call it a thruple if it's only the three of you, but
0: really – Okay, well, I'll be devil's advocate there, okay? Because within Polly, it's about non-monogamy – and the way that I see thruples is actually monogamy with three people yeah I and guess then so. it's and it's equal and then it's the shared emotional physical emotional spiritual connection mm-hmm. where
1: okay well, what about then quadruples where does it end oh. what about like you know you can be in a five sound. you sure could yeah they're, they're and sure you could, can yeah. have monogamy between the mm-hmm. five people
0: yeah you could what's it yeah you could have 10 yeah. you could have 20 you can have whatever yeah. you want but well, in terms Michelle, of is your wheels going <laughs> oh my god no 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 that's way too Michelle much Michelle actually
1: had just discovered recently <laughs> that what she's actually looking for has changed yeah. She's to be monogamous, and now she is (laughs) looking for a sister Well,
0: (laughs) We'll give some context here a little bit. Um, (laughs) um, Sort of, yes, kind of, no, but yes. Um, (laughs) So back in the, uh, I think around Christmas time and what have you, while we were kind of having that onslaught of some angry women, Hmm. Um, I was kind of trying to figure out what was going on, and I really, I tried to look at what was I trying to build for the future, and for me, I'm all about family and I want to have like, this is today, mm-hmm, snapshot, mm-hmm. February 2020, like I can change, like we'll just bear mm-hmm, that in mm-hmm. mind. But I was thinking, you know, I'd love to have maybe like five kids, you know, <laughs> build like, <laughs> you laughing, but I'd love to build like a beautiful life out here, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be in the GTA or whatever. But with my business, I'm going to be traveling overseas quite a bit for the foreseeable future. And I did not want to have a woman feel like she's a single mom. And i didn't want for her emotional physical spiritual sexual needs to not be you know fulfilled that way and for myself like i don't get jealous and it's mm. a weird thing because it makes some of my partners kind of mad <laughs> but i really felt to have like three people total with a similar vision and building a life i feel like for myself that will create the vision that i seek in terms of balance and fulfillment for my potential yeah, children really and the like, women view. and also like <laughs> as we laugh about the way that i am in general 'Cause like sometimes I just don't fucking get it, like in terms of the emotions with women and different things. <laughs> and I feel, okay, I'm just gonna put this out there. I feel co-creation with other sister wives that emotionally they'll be better balanced as well. You'll be like,
1: they'll take the pressure off of me.
0: Well no, not just like pressure and <laughs> the others. <laughs> yeah. It's more like perspective. It's um sometimes I get like too analytical or logical about things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people just want like that ushy gushy emotional kind of like <laughs> That kind of stuff. And I can give it, but there's a certain amount that I can relate to. And the feedback I get from some women is just kind of not doing that the same way when they're needing that kind of space. Mm. And so I feel like if the energy is balanced, the kind of masculine energy that I bring to that space, um, it's different than what the other wives would bring into that space. So we're not competing necessarily either. So you want two really feminine women? Not really feminine. (laughs) Um, Well, we've kind of diverted, too, with types recently, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, But in terms of emotionally, the compatibility between them is absolutely essential. Um, because that would be more of the time spent together and building that life out. Um, but I feel like with my career... So I have a question. I can provide for a large family. Would you
1: all three of you just have like a king-size bed? Yeah, we discussed that. Yeah. And like sleep all together? Yeah, course. Well, why wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, like I was... Because when I was trying to think about like how many wives potentially and whatever, How many? I yeah. told you it's going <laughs> to... I was like, okay. Three. Like I was... Because like, you know, watching fucking like Cody Brown So on which Sister one would wives. you marry?
1: Because like legally you can only... Marriages between two people. So the third will always feel like they don't have as much belonging. But as, wait, though,
0: I'm totally a flip side on that. Unless you
1: wouldn't just unless you wouldn't marry either of them. So like there's a thing, yeah.
0: So what I would do probably, because like you know how we talked about like weddings and the white dresses and all that mm. shit, and I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. I'm not really into that the same way. I honestly would probably say that I'd rather the two of them marry and legally we have paperwork sorted that i am financially responsible and legally bound to that situation so that there's that equality within it but the two of them here in canada would have each other in a very strong protected way yeah i don't know michelle the- i
1: feel like this is not gonna work out in your best interest <laughs> <laughs> like as your friend might like yeah i want to protect you yeah of course i'm like i think you have to be really careful you think i should that. marry one of them no, no, I didn't say that or at none. all. I think maybe you shouldn't have a contract that says that you're financially responsible. Well, if there's children
0: involved, why the fuck wouldn't I? Oh, if there's children. Yeah, that's what but, I'm saying. Um, yeah, I like, like if there's children involved, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I want something in paper, like contract? them? Yeah. You just have to be very careful on who you choose as a partner. Of course, discernment, mm-hmm. and this is the process of what yeah. I've been learning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting chased into undergrounds or <laughs> different <laughs> things. <laughs> things happen, but yeah, no, like, I, I don't know. I just think that... Um, like that's just one possible avenue there's many you know it could just be regular monogamy it could be just me and as i joke about 10 dogs or whatever <laughs> but if i did explore um poly um but in a throuple sense i really feel like if it was sister wives and with the traveling it would give more balance and a beautiful life can be built out here in that way and i didn't want to be like cody brown from sister wives just on don't, tlc don't like live in utah i know i know i was like i don't want to live in utah <laughs> like i don't want to have like separate houses you can have
1: really awesome mountains in the background
0: <laughs> well i would just go to fucking bc for that but, like, when it comes down to, though, like, the whole sister-wife dynamic, um, like, Cody Brown has, like, the separate kind of, like, family units within it. But I would rather it be a one-together bundle so there's no discrepancies. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's, like, we'll all be mama. <laughs> Just kind of different kind of mamas. <laughs> and then it's, like, that... So would you give birth to any of these kids? Um, Maybe. <laughs> maybe. My mother... I see your <laughs> look of horror. <laughs> <laughs> My vagina. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I'm... Yeah, I'm open. Yeah, that's not necessarily like my first like route of preference, perhaps. Uh, my mom's been pushing me to freeze my eggs of late. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my mom's brought that up to me too. I know, <laughs> right? It's like the Jewish mother thing. But um, no, like I'm just kind of, I don't want to rush it either because, you know, you meet someone, why not, you know, enjoy each other and that couple and what have you, before you start bringing kids into it mm-hmm. and what have you. So, you know, I'm going to be 34 this year and, mm. you know, freezing my eggs at this point is smart, especially if I don't want to start, you know, having babies now. Yeah, yeah. You know, keep the the vitality there, right? You can get a two for one deal. Oh my God. <laughs> Just like the wives. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I would rather, because like, you know, when you look at like the baby boomers, like our parents' generation and stuff like that, I really feel like they fucked up monogamy. And maybe that's probably a precursor to why so many millennials are poly, perhaps. Like watching like our parents' generation the amount of divorces mm-hmm. the amount about of, a 50
1: percent divorce rate. yeah and mm-hmm. the amount
0: of infidelity and the amount of just like unhappy fucking people staying together for the sake of it we're married and like fucking you know what i mean yeah it's you just, have
1: to be really careful yeah and, and
0: like mm-hmm. not wanting to go through divorces and stuff and so i would rather be in a situation where there's balance but also as well okay so say you're like with our long-term partner or whatever and you're having discussion and you're like i feel this way and the person's like i feel that way but guess what if you have a third person they can be like actually this is what I think, too. And I feel like that would actually give more balance to situations. More, more fighting. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. More jealousy. You have to no. deal – okay, I find it hard enough to deal with
1: one girl's emotions. Okay. You really want to deal with two.
0: Yeah. like You're I'm, like, not really. I'm going to – when when things get tough, I'm no. going to be overseas. Oh, my God. No, not even. No, I, I'd wish that I would get the Skype calls and stuff. But no, like, I'm, I'm cool with emotions. It's just a matter of finding people who are stable Mm. oh finding yeah yeah, finding people who are very emotionally stable yeah but also that are seeking that as well because like if you take someone who is like yourself who's like a hardcore monogamous across the table from me right now i just can't like i'm I'm jealous i think yeah that would like totally that would totally fuck you up and i remember i I couldn't do
1: it i couldn't handle it the emotional
0: um but in terms of how it goes i think women's emotions can be complicated with it and i don't know um I don't think there's one right or wrong way but as long as people aren't getting hurt I think that's the most important factor and the way that I kind of rule relationships and partnerships and casual encounters is do no fucking harm yeah 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 or at least try not to because I I can
1: see your vision and honestly it's really idyllic and it's Mm -hmm. really sweet but it's gonna be hard to find like two people that will well
0: think about all the hippie chicks that I meet though come on
1: and think about how many of them get angry at you. Ugh. These hippie tricks that you're like, oh come oh, on, oh okay, right. I can't even right. be in a relationship right now because of whatever. Yeah. Then they, they start yelling at you, and it's like you told them that before uh, you even hooked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got pages of, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Literally, this girl gets like uh, paragraphs of text, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, or
0: zingers, or crocodile bites, or whatever. And then yeah. and then
1: tears and like phone calls and yeah. girls screaming at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it's okay. Like we're just filtering. <laughs> you just haven't found the right hippie chick. Yeah. That's that's cool. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's that's not a big deal oh, right to me. two hippie chicks yeah yeah or just one that's cool too but i'm just open to seeing where that monogamy kind of goes mm-hmm. so i'm kind of first open to monogamy and then second open to sister wives if that's like the but case but i think you should have you'd have to find that out
1: earlier rather than later because if you're doing monogamy oh my God, and then you bring up the girls will be like of course but wait a minute <laughs> <laughs>
0: of course yeah <laughs> that can be complicated but also like i want like this. to in the
1: wall actually
0: you probably you're kind of coming (laughs) out to
1: the world saying that you want this so Uh all you have to do is listen to this podcast and (laughs) (laughs) it's an easy way to tell them what you want
0: maybe a little bit but i think like in terms of Polly sister wives that whole thing uh, why the fuck not why the fuck not if it's going to lead to happiness why the fuck not but do it with respect do it with openness do it with like you know people on the same page and
1: oh yeah for sure like talking about like coming out on podcast on our last one that mm. we actually posted mm-hmm. um i had mentioned <laughs> that like a fantasy of mine was to be with a couple yeah and obviously i, I even said it on it that mm. i can't because i'm in a relationship yeah. right so and we're not open and there's <laughs> no threesomes allowed so basically like, i, I just can't can I, I, I can't i can't do it mm-hmm. um so it was funny so she was actually listening to the podcast and i guess when she got to that point she literally texted me and she just wrote like L-M-A-O, no, and she put like a bunch of like O's <laughs> at the end. She was like, no, <laughs> she's like, no free passes, huh? huh? No hall passes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's exactly what she wrote. No hall passes, and yeah. I'm like, I said that in the thing. She's like, I mm-hmm. know, I heard that, yeah. And then, and then afterwards though, she she got a little upset because she was like. <laughs> she was like you know she's like you could have told me yeah she's like you could have told me that's what you like you know that you, you wanted she's like mm-hmm. podcasts are no podcasts like yeah. you know I, I want you to feel open enough to tell me yeah and I was like well it's not like it came up in po- conversation hey mm-hmm. baby so yeah. my fantasy of mine when I was single was to like ho- hook up with a hot lesbian couple it just mm-hmm. hasn't happened because the only couple I actually talked to ended up getting engaged oh shit <laughs>
0: that can make it complicated but when you look at the sister wife thing though right like when you're in a long-term relationship say it's like more than a couple years whatever you go through kind of like peaks and valleys with connection and desirability and different things that go with life right so if you have like an extra person in there i feel like those waves will be different and so Mm -hmm. it will kind of have a better rhythm in companionship that way i don't know that's my idea and then when we look at the fact of like the l word Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So we're talking about Polly back like around Christmas time before then and whatever and Sister Wives and then boom, we're watching Gen Q and Good old Alice. I, know, I was totally kind of right. I remember uh-huh.
1: my prediction. I was like, uh-huh. "Oh, Alice is going to be kind of left out and mm. the other two are going to hook up." But then in the end it didn't it didn't yeah. happen that way on the last episode,
0: but yeah. well she broke up with them at the restaurant yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty epic how she kind of like slammed the table and the waters were like <laughs> shaking and the waitress she was, was so like sad. I was like, "Oh, yeah. I felt
1: bad." I'm like, "Oh, she she's kind of good at that because mm-hmm. in in the old seasons too, she uh she hooked up two exes back together. Yeah, so maybe yeah. that's an Alice curse
0: maybe or something. <laughs> but if it's but if we're seeing this in pop culture and media, it means that there's a space for that conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of neat to have that conversation between friends even today to be like, "Hey, what do you feel about this?" Cuz like some of our friends purposely look for a poly couple to be with, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, there's single poly people on Tinder too. So in their profiles, they'll be like, "I'm oh, single." Oh yeah, I've seen I've and, seen on Tinder. They're yeah. like um that they're poly yeah
1: but they don't want someone who has a primary yes I've seen that and then I've seen other people who are like I'm poly but like
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah that they, they were looking for
0: a primary yeah and I was like oh, okay yeah I say like left <laughs> yeah well it's whatever floats your boat or super like you know <laughs>
1: You never know what's gonna get you right, and even although like, if you're looking just for a one night stand, what I should have done was you should have gone right on everyone who says that they're poly. Yeah, like, oh, you're poly. Right, right, right. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. But,
0: no, it depends what you're looking for and what yeah. you, you want. But like it, we've discussed, like the couples and different things, and like yesterday, I didn't send you the screen cap because you're on the airplane. But there was like a there was actually a lesbian couple on Tinder that was a couple looking and
1: talking about being on an airplane. Michelle, I have mm. to tell you this story. Oh no. Um. So. We haven't released this podcast yet, but um, mm. you guys will hear it. Basically, the girl that pretended to be my ex, <laughs> who I had hooked up with in July, <laughs> you remember that story, Michelle, right? Fuck yeah, of course I do. <laughs> so this was July, and now it's February. So this is literally seven months later. That's a long Do you want me to read you the text? I, I I got a random text from her. Mm-hmm. I of course didn't know who it was. Um, and she, this was her opening message. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, what happened to you in regards of your life story? Mm. And <laughs> it didn't show her name. Yeah, um,
0: and then you I, mean, she has an yeah.
1: iPhone, and like it,
0: it popped up. So I, but I, I still, but then you messaged I didn't me though. You messaged me and was like, "Is this spam?" Yeah, I yeah. thought it was spam
1: because I was like, "Who?" Yeah. And you're like, "No, I don't think so." So I wrote back. So you don't know the rest of the story. So mm-hmm. I wrote back to her saying, hey, who is this? Mm-hmm. And then she wrote, that girl from the summer a long time ago with the piano. And we had coffee in the in the morning. Oh, my God. So then I wrote back. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't remember. Can you be more specific? <laughs> <laughs> and this is how she described herself. Uh-huh. I have brown hair, kind of loca. Uh-huh. <laughs> you showed me pictures of your white dog. Uh-huh. And then she goes, <laughs> Um and at this point I was like okay wait it shows her name uh-huh. I do remember this um and then she goes we walk through Hyde Park together and I was like. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know exactly who this is. You can is. place it. And then she sent me a photo of my number that I guess she wrote down. And this is not my writing at all. No, it's not. No. Okay.
0: That's not my <laughs> I writing. In I just looked at her screen and I know your handwriting, and that is not your handwriting. That is not my writing. And I was just like, okay.
1: So I just wrote saying, like, oh, yeah. How's it going? She goes, uh-huh. yeah, it's going well, man. LOL. What happened to you? Your life? Did everything work out well? And I'm like, thinking, work out well with why? <laughs> like, I literally don't even know what you're going on about. Yeah. And I just wrote, everything's great. How are you? And she goes, yeah, I'm good, too. I was just wondering and thought I'd follow up, LOL.
0: Sounds like a lead request in business. <laughs> I know, right? <Harry. laughs>
1: and then i just wrote oh it's nice to hear everything's going good with you it's been a while just about to board a plane because i was Mm. literally in line and then she wrote hopefully it doesn't
0: crash it probably won't good luck
1: (laughs) and i obviously did not respond to that at all
0: yeah and then i got the call and i was like maybe it's dark humor but no i don't think so i think honestly though we just
1: released our podcast and i think as you're saying like or actually, this is my girlfriend that was said this because I, I read her the text uh-huh. this morning and she's like, hmm, you guys just released your first podcast. I wonder if she actually heard it because the timing is uh-huh. a little suspicious.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I'm like, right. But what's really crazy was I didn't give her my last name. We didn't add each other to the gram or Facebook or any social media. And I did not give her my number. So, so how did she find my number seven months later?
0: You know what I'd call her? A resourceful lesbian. <laughs>
1: but... The, okay so you know what I found people too like if you're talking to them you can just put their name in Instagram and maybe it'll come up
0: whatever wait 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 but wait 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 so you're saying you know how to, to sometimes stalk, to stalk people <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes like oh it'll come God. up right okay because the scene is so small uh, however yeah. I would never, in a million years, as your opening line to someone that you haven't even seen for seven months, saying, "Hey, what happened to you in regards of your life story?" If it would, if it was me, first of all, I, I wouldn't send a text to someone who I had a one night stand with. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. I did, I'd be like, "Hey, this is Tanya. Yeah, a little context. Um, we <laughs> met a while like in the summer at Cruz and Tango. Been thinking How's about you. Going? How are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and like." i just thought the whole thing was crazy so i thought share. yeah, I, would, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I i don't know if i'd call it crazy but i think it's probably one of our most interesting responses so far yeah, yeah. i don't know one of those things right <laughs> <laughs> the thing is is like people thought that i was like a serial monogamous or you know just serial dating or whatever and i'm like no i'm just a hot mess and dating is not going well <laughs> 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 because like even my mother like i went to go speak to her and um i was like you know like what to do and you know she was supportive on the sister wife front and we had this great conversation in christmas time and i followed up with her Your about, mom's pretty awesome oh yeah she's fucking great she's like my best friend and we were talking a few weeks ago and i was like yeah mom like how many dates do you think i've been out on and what i'm up to and whatever and because i tell her what's going on in my life and tanya and i like basically <laughs> almost cried laughing because it was so absurd my mom thought I was out with how many people? 47. 49. <laughs> oh my God. In Galen, that's a lot of people in like a in very, like, a very short period like of time. In like a t- few months, she thought. Well, like, oh, yeah. Oh. Like, because technically it's maybe like only, that was only like, Your mom like, thinks you have more game than you do. I, well, <laughs> she's I like, oh, but you take after your father. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <not."> <laughs> but in terms of that factor, right? Like my tongue was out of commission for like a good month. <laughs> literally (laughs) I know literally and so like that period of time antibiotics and everything I know those antibiotics oh my god I'm still recovering (laughs) from them (laughs) but yeah like it's just one of those things and so no it was it was closer to what we we kind of compiled the list what like 20 or something and I thought that was a lot and I thought that was enough (laughs) <laughs> Enough for me at least. <laughs> and you're like, Michelle, keep going. Yeah. And then so we thought that we would kind of maybe end this episode with a few stories because we're like sprinkling in kind of relatable shit that happens to us and so that you guys don't feel alone if you guys have some misadventures or it doesn't look exactly like Hollywood or like that fucking hot ass thruple sex scene from the L word <laughs> and you know, all that kind of stuff. So we we're kind of trading stories a little bit, um, about some injuries that happen and you know I think for some reason well we've already established this it's kind of heavy on my end in terms <laughs> of the stories, <laughs> but we have a few that are pretty good um so should I start or- well I don't really have anything so you have one mm, not as heavy as yours well, You, you to started. To you, do you want me to start it off and yeah we'll go, go ahead because right. I don't really have anything okay because like we can start up on you know do you know the 69 position
1: I mean, what kind of lesbian doesn't? Well, it's not my favorite position, yeah. but of course I, everyone's on it.
0: Yeah, so well, not everybody. We can't make assumptions, Okay. But well. Yeah, well there's there's it's, people it's, it's, that, that it's, don't. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember and this one came back to me today and so I was 69ing with with a male partner at the time and Okay. Yeah, I know I got to give context that way. It was it was a few years ago and we were 69ing and it was it was after a night of some partying and <laughs> he decided he wanted to come over and I was like, okay, that's cool. It was like a my type at the time of guy mm-hmm. and he came over and what was your type? I, um, like kind of preppy guys. We started 69ing and I had drank, I think I had a bottle of wine at that night, and I was in my earlier twenties, and yeah, and we started and then I threw up. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, context. Mm-hmm. Where'd you throw up in the bag? Um, I threw up on his penis. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Because, yeah. That
1: what, uh, was that the last time you were with a guy? <laughs> no, it wasn't.
0: But yeah, like, he was more well down than I anticipated on. He was quite the grower. And, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, we'll get a garbage can. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know
1: what? I do have a story. Okay. There we go. I
0: inspired you. <laughs>
1: Okay, so I'm going So we did
0: 69 after that point, though, just for reference. You didn't, obviously. No, 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 that was no the end. Was that no. the last
1: time you ever hooked up with him?
0: Yeah, okay. no. Yeah, he was, like, going to Asia for, like, I think work or something at that point, And I was like, oh, my God, never again. <laughs> Hide behind the cover. Well, he was my neighbor's friend, too. So, like, it was, like, pretty embarrassing for them to know <laughs> I'm sure he didn't exactly
1: tell. Oh, this girl was like... She threw up on my <laughs> desk. <dick. laughs>
0: So let's hear story. So I think right. I'll, I'll close with one story
1: and then Michelle will maybe tell another and then yeah, yeah, we'll try it off a little bit. Yeah. But um, so this is going back to when I was like 15-ish, 15 ish, mm-hmm. 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this guy mm-hmm. I was dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually liked him. Uh, this was the only time I ever let a guy come in my mouth in my life. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't swallow or anything. A little flavor but... saver, eh?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. So
1: <laughs> whatever, I gave him a blowjob and yeah. then. He came in my mouth and I just like reached for the garbage. I spit it out and I literally blurted out. I was like so young. I wasn't even thinking about how mean it was. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, that is the most disgusting thing I have ever tasted in my life. he's just like I'm sorry and I'm like Ooh. oh my god I'm never gonna get this out of my mouth I'm gonna be able to taste oh. what this tastes like forever oh my god and then he, I'm like going, going to the washroom whatever I'm like rinsing my mouth out and then oh I was like oh my god never again I just kept going on and on I'm like <gasps> never again never again this is absolutely oh disgusting my god. oh my god I never went, oh you I'm just like, traumatized him and then life. I'm like and, uh, yeah and I remember like having some mouthwash and I'm like I'm never gonna forget what this tastes like <laughs> and he just kept saying I'm so sorry <laughs> And I'm like, it's okay. And I'm like, but this is so gross. And I, I,
0: I didn't even know I was gay. I should have. So back to that part. Okay. We'll work our way into my other story mm-hmm. that I kind of ruined you sitting on a girl's face for the rest of your life. For. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's epic. You guys have to hear yeah, it. Yeah. So I was with a partner at the time and she was like, Really want to sit on your face and I was like yeah it's cool like girl sit on my face it's something we do and it's it's hot and whatever good little gravity and she starts you know orgasming but through that release you know when you're about to climax you know you're you can you're with your legs you can kind of clamp down on somebody you can mm-hmm. you know so I'm like trying to breathe at this point <laughs> so I go to inhale <laughs> yeah. and I inhale through my nose <laughs> and I literally inhaled all of her fluids Mm -hmm. through my sinus cavity and it hit the back of my throat the viscosity of it and she didn't even realize and she didn't realize and I started gagging and I started choking and I feel like I was drowning (laughs) and then I started like literally puking but I ran away and I was in the bathroom puking and it was just it was gnarly it was like I had not experienced that ever and that traumatized you Have you ever had a girl come on your like sit on your face again yeah yeah but but not her no. we, we didn't oh. we didn't we didn't go to that <laughs>
1: yeah. i guess i'm have traumatized her too like a little bit a little bit i wonder if she's ever done that again i don't know to anyone.
0: i don't know maybe one of those exit interviews we talked about the last one it's <laughs> probably like oh, i can't see that and her oh partner's like why and she yeah was like, mm, just not into it yeah and then like of recent ish times I was with women that use diva cups and they talk about them and what have you. And I was like, okay, you know, that's cool. You know, I like tampons, you know, that's Mm -hmm. a thing and whatever we deal with it. And I was like feeling inspired. And it was like, I think a month or two ago. And I was like at the I was at the post office at Shoppers and I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll get one of these Diva Cup things. I'll I'll try to, you know, evolve I a little misjudge bit. Misjudge
1: the size. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm at Shopper's drug mart. I'm in the aisle and I'm just gonna pick up my usual tampons. And I like looked up and I was like, Oh, it's on the top shelf. And there's mm-hmm. this diva cup. And it was like this, oh, like singing at me. And I was like, okay, yes, I can do it. So I hyped myself up and I was looking up and I was like, okay, there's size zero which is like for juniors or women who have not menstrua- like mm-hmm. menstruated and have light periods. There's like size one, which is for like normal flow and like whatever. And then there's size two. I had size one in my hands and I was like, okay, this is like what I need. I'll buy it. This will be great. I'll watch a YouTube video. I will, <laughs> I will evolve, right? It'll be great. And then I was like, I hesitated and I was like, oh, but there's this other one. Maybe I'll take a look. I grabbed the box. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is the same. And I read the side and I'm like, oh, it's for women who have given birth. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I've had any children. That but it that was also for women like above 30. You sure got it right. Yeah. yeah. So it was like for women over 30. And so I had that moment of like, yeah, I'm over 30 now. Maybe I have to like get like a diva cup that's appropriate for the age of my vagina. <laughs> so I go and I buy this like oversized diva cup. <laughs> And then she had a little sexual experience. I had sexual trauma from it. That's the only way. And so basically the Diva Cup, I brought it home and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I read the instruction book. It was like a pretty thick book that came with it. I like turned on this like YouTube video and there's this nurse and she had like the gynecological kind of model of like a woman's like inside and her like her vaginal canal. And she was like, you got to canoe it. You got to do this to it. I was like, okay, I got it. I can do it I can do it so I go in the bathroom you did do it I sure did so I go in the bathroom and I was like okay I'm gonna put it in I'm gonna see how this goes and my concern at that point was leaking I didn't want to have issues I know women can relate you know Mm -hmm. something that's new you don't know it well you don't really trust it so I was sitting there on the toilet I was like okay I can do it I can do it and this thing is like pretty it's pretty large like the large size is pretty large like it's Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah it's it's pretty large for me we can say that we established pretty quickly so I put it in and I was like Oh, I was like, this feels a little different. (laughs) And the YouTube videos and the instruction thing said you wouldn't really feel it when it's in. It's just there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And most women, the complaint was like that it was too long on the bottom and would irritate out the outside or whatever. I was like, oh, this is giving me like an interesting sensation. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just give this a chance. Maybe I'm just tense or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I I go in my family room and I'm just like sitting there and then I sneeze (laughs) and then I'm like, oh, (laughs) it hit my G spot. Yeah. So, so I'm sitting on my couch and I sneezed and all of a sudden I have like full pressure on my G-spot. Okay. And it's not letting off. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, this, this, this is strange. Okay. Maybe I just have to relax. I'll do some like, you know, yoga breaths or <laughs> meditation breaths. And I was like, I'm did gonna... you like go outside for a Yeah. Walk? Yeah. I take, I get Maddie and I was like, I'm going to go for a walk. I'll go in nature. It normally grounds me, calms me down if something's going on. <laughs> so I grab Maddie and I go outside, but the motion of walking yeah it really it really it rubbing you the wrong mm, or should i say the, the right, right way, way? yeah <laughs> but the thing is is like i live in a seniors like village here and try <laughs> experiencing g-spot orgasms uh-huh. while you're like in a fucking elevator and when you're outside how trying many to... did
1: it give you though
0: <sighs> at that point in time or overall by the time i took it out by the time you were like when you're walking around oh my god i think i had by the time i walked maddie and came back inside i think i had about two to three and then for the rest of the night i think i hit over ten oh my god and honestly like
1: this story just keeps making me want to buy a diva cup oh my god you
0: have to and the thing is i have never not...
1: experienced um more than one g-spot orgasm yeah at a time. i i hadn't
0: experienced more than one g-spot at a time either so i got back inside and i was like i think something's horribly wrong i was like there's something going on <laughs> and this is not just like a diva cup for my period you can take it out your muscles are yeah, so, so by this yeah part. so like i was like okay like i know i have like strong pelvic my pelvic floor is strong and he's like at the time my are like, strong. desperately
1: messaging me Yeah. Like, Tanya.
0: got <laughs> like, gone wrong. I, she's like i have the
1: text from her she's like i'm having a sexual experience and i can't tell you so you're going to look at me differently and then i'm like calling her i'm like are you okay cuz she's like i'm not okay she's like i don't know what to do and she's like i'm like What's going on? She's like, I can't, I can't take a diva cup outside. And I'm like, why do you have to take it out? Like, you have a kid. Mm-hmm, and she's mm-hmm. like, Because I can't stop having orgasms. <laughs> and I'm just like, Are you being serious? And she's like, Yeah. And I'm like, not a good thing and she was like no like it started to get painful yeah like i
0: i, totally and I told was just you, like yeah. oh just take it out and she was like i can't because every time i move it just keeps oh yeah it's terrible because i said to you like something horrible has happened and it's to mm-hmm, do with my g spot started and yeah. you were like what did you squirt and i was like why would that be a bad thing and then you're yeah because like, at first
1: i assumed that yeah know, sexual thing was with another person yeah like, no, like, just, you know just I solo
0: really. just solo and so i got back in from this walk though right And so after I messaged you in a bit of a panic and whatever, so I go in the bathroom and I'm like, okay, this fucking thing is coming out of me. Like, yes, it's giving me (laughs) pleasure, but like I literally can't walk and like my legs are like spaghetti and like I got pains on the side of my like hip flexors and whatever, right? So I'm in the bathroom and I'm like yoinking on it. I'm like trying to get it out. But every time I fucking pull on it, I fucking give myself another orgasm. (laughs) So I'm sitting there in the toilet, like sitting on the toilet. I'm trying to get this thing out, and, and then I, I, it out. yeah, and then, no, but I'm having more orgasms. I'm like fighting with myself because I'm bearing down on it every time I'm trying to pull out because I'm coming. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, and it's like maybe Back like gone wrong, yeah, big time. So it's like seven o'clock at this point, and I'm like, okay, all right, maybe this will like level out. Okay. Maybe my body will be like, no more, we can't, whatever, right? So this goes on, and so this continues on, and it keeps going. And it's like maybe I don't know. We've gotten to midnight, and from that period of time to midnight, I was kind of like just sitting on my couch, being like, "Don't just even move. Like, just don't move, don't sneeze, don't anything. Just stay still. Just stay still. And maybe this thing will like re- resolve itself, right? Mm-hmm. Because I grossly oversized the size of my vagina to begin with. <laughs> oh, so it was like I think it was like 11:30 midnight. I started panicking. I was like, "This thing needs to fucking come out. Well, to try me.
1: another size.
0: I was tempted, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, maybe I'll only have a few orgasms. I know, I can handle that, I can handle that, yeah. Yeah, But seriously, though, so it's like like 11.30. And at this point, I was like, okay, I'm going to take some CBD. Maybe I'll relax a little bit. Maybe it'll help a little bit. I was hyping myself up to be like, I can do it. I can do it. I can get this fucking thing out of me, right? So I'm again panic pulling and then I'm panic orgasming and laughing my ass off. And it's like eleven thirty at night <laughs> in my house. Me. Yeah, in texting you <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get in the shower. I'm gonna get in the shower. I'm gonna try to like <laughs> position myself so that I can be like extra, you know, vigorous and whatever. Still not coming out. And I was like, Oh my god, I need to go to the hospital or like something is like not okay. So out of total panic and sheer whatever, it was like I think twelve thirty by this point, and I like pulled it out and I was like, I just threw in the garbage and I was like, never again
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so
0: fun. Yeah, so that was definitely. Like,
1: is it wrong mm-hmm. that it kind of makes me want to go and buy a
0: size three? Oh my though? god,
1: yes, yes. <laughs> just, just once. I just want to feel
0: it. Yeah. Well, it's just like okay. So the the top rim of it is like a hard edge.
1: But like, what happens if you can't take it out? Because you said that there's no string.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. So you have to put your you have to be very comfortable with your physicality because you have to put your fingers inside of you mm-hmm. to take it out. And so you literally have to kind of finger yourself <laughs> and push it down and then Let like our pull out. Pour, I'll be like. <laughs> I need a helping hand <laughs> literally oh my god so this is where we're gonna end this week's episode because we're hungry and we're going for tacos and we sure <laughs> are and i hope that you guys have enjoyed episode four our poly episode on call, call your, your daughter, daughter.